Welcome to the AR-15 Podcast. AR-15 Podcast. This is the podcast about your favorite black rifle. This show is for you if you're building your first AR or you've been building ARs for years. There is something we can all do to take our black rifle to the next level. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Loose Rounds. Uh, tonight is just JD and myself. We don't have the cast of characters with us, so um, you'll have to forgive us. But we do have a couple of podcasts cast show firsts. This is the first time we've ever recorded in a moving vehicle. Any other first, JD? Um, we're both drinking and eating at the same time, so we apologize for that. We've spent all day shooting guns. Well, I think as far as the listeners are concerned, it's either a matter of um, low blood sugar events and a horrible fiery wreck or putting up with us eating and drinking just a little bit to tide us over. Um, or you guys can wait for our awesome content until tomorrow. So I think we're going to do this tonight. So those who want to listen to it tonight and deal with the road noise and the thing from the official AR-15 mobile studios, um, we just spent the day at SIG Range Day uh, at the Clark County Shooting Complex in Las Vegas. It was uh, this Sunday the before SHOT Show and stuff kicks off. A range Day's tomorrow, and it basically was like Christmas for Reed. I got 22 texts this morning at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, letting me know that uh, he was excited about today. Oh, I don't see what the problem is there. Well, we stayed up until 1 in the morning just catching up. Um, and then... once again. Okay, so what did you think about... Did you have any preconceived notions going in? You know, I, I would say that probably my biggest um, misconception was that you'd be identified as an HK fanboy and forbidden to enter the premises. But I was wrong. Um, apparently, SIG is a, a lot more inclusive than I had thought. You did bring up in every person we met, every <laughs> single person we met, like, well, JD here, he is an HK fanboy, but, and that's how, that's how I was introduced to everybody. I just wanted the SIG guys there not to feel like you misplaced Brandon. You know, I think you kind of wanted to just actually have all the spotlight on you, and I'm totally happy with you having the spotlight. If we're not recording, you're fired. Oh, no, we're totally recording. Okay. As I gaze at the dark faceplate of our recorder to just ensure that I'm not getting fired. Uh, currently, we are traveling to meet Anthony, who's driving into town, and then Chad from the Gun and Gear Review podcast yeah gun and gear review podcast he also does the it's raining men podcast and the i like my men a little on the trashy side uh he's in that podcast too so we're gonna pick up the airport have some dinner well but you know the good thing is is that you know before chad uh, got on his plane and while he was packing we convinced him to just eliminate anything that was gold lame from his packing <laughs> list and so he should be arriving at pretty standard fare and there won't be any embarrassing moments. If you're attending SHOT Show or you see pictures of SHOT Show, just look for the guy in, like, the floral patterns and the uh, bright uh, pastels. I mean, that's going to... If you're looking for Anthony, look for the guy that is carrying Reed and I's backpacks. Yeah, he's like an underfed Sherpa. <laughs> We're going to try to hook him up with the SHOT Show bunny. You know, we tried last year, and I swear he was just so resistant to being pimped. What is that? I mean, hell, if I was a single guy his age and somebody was trying to pimp me to some of the very attractive young ladies in Las Vegas, I would have been all about being pimped out. 
Well, that was dating advice with Reed. So, uh, <laughs> so let's get back to on task with Sig. Um, the first thing we shot is the thing, the big news that Sig has come out with um, the P three sixty five. It is a. Do you even call it a compact pistol, or do you call it a pocket pistol? You know, I'm not going to sit here and wax poetic about my. Uh, ability to identify that segment you know frankly i don't have the what is it the g43 or the m and p doesn't ruger have one uh ruger has the lc9 uh springfield has a pocket pistol don't they yeah and wouldn't the shield the shield would be in the same class i i would believe so you know i i i carry the p239 it is a sick product but it's a it's a bigger pistol it has a stainless steel slide um and you know it has the um aluminum frame so it's it's a more substantial pistol in size than anything in that category that i'm aware of so i don't have any depth there but i have fired many of them we had a chance to do so over the course of our forays uh uh through shot show did when did the 43 come out was that last shot or is the shot before that? Because I I recall us shooting it. D- d- don't you? I tend to block out anything that's clock related. <laughs> it's traumatic. Well, so I it was. It's- but moving from there, I would say I was very very impressed, very pleased with what Sig has been able to do. The uh, the sound bites aside, here's what my first reaction was. I did not feel like the darn thing was beating me up. I did not feel like it was uncomfortable to shoot. You know, I think I think some people equate having to shoot the smaller pistols like, you know, getting your knuckles wrapped by a nun, you know. Yeah, you, you may have, you know, been in a position to need the punishment, but, you know, nobody wants it. And, you know, if you need to shoot a pocket pistol, but you're going to punish yourself by having to do so, it's just it goes with you know, the, the requirements of being able to put that pistol to use. If you're going to carry it and rely on it, you have to shoot it and you have to get proficient enough with it. But when it beats you up, it's just not fun. So I think it's a counterproductive cycle. However, I did not feel that way when I fired the, the P365. They had three magazine offerings. There was the flush magazine. There was uh, a 10 round with a little bit of an extension and then there was a 12 round with a pretty substantial extension to kind of capture your pinky as it rolls over the bottom of the the frame and I'm I'm not I, I do not have bare paws like JD um, I would say that my hands are probably pretty medium sized I would say your hands are pretty dainty oh anyways when I um, when I shot the pistol I was more comfortable with the 12 round with the extended um, magazine and the extended purchase that the magazine offers. And I think from my general um, recollection, I hear people say that about the other pocket pistols. They like the extended magazines. They like to get that pinky up on something that's not going to um, have a, you know, waving in the wind like, you know, somebody drinking tea. So for me, that was the more comfortable of them all. But I, I'm, I'm just struck by how comfortable it felt to shoot i did not feel like the darn thing was beating me up um you know 12 rounds i think that's pretty substantial you know i don't know in terms of the rest of the market um where the average is but 
I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone talk about a, you know, pocket dump of their EDC and they're talking about their pocket pistol with an extended magazine. I'm sure it's because it doesn't come with enough to make them feel really excited about it. And I've seen some of the extensions that look like, you know, I don't know, little bricks on the bottom of those magazines. I mean, they're just not particularly um, slim. There, There's nothing dainty about them. It's a big chunk of something on the end of that magazine. But, you know, the 12-round mag that, that we, you know, put to use on the 365, I didn't think that it was really changing the dynamics of the way that pistol looked uh, to add those two extra rounds. And I think with a 12-round capacity, you're probably at the top end of anything that you're going to find in the market, aren't you? As for my impressions, I carry a larger... So they're larger, they're larger frames. When I first held it in my hand, I can literally palm it. Um, so I was kind of cringing at the fact that it, when I shot. But surprisingly, uh, it felt good. It did not feel good with the smaller mags, the, the first two mags. One thing I noticed, and I don't know when I shot, I think I went. we went through and shot it probably yeah. three times. I noticed it, and so we'll just slap it on the back. Now, it was very cold. Very frigid. It was windy. And these were brand new out of the box. So, I mean, I think literally this morning, other than the rounds that the um, uh, SIG um, training center uh, staff put through those pistols, they hadn't been fired by anybody. So I'd say they hadn't been put through their paces. I would agree with that. But the extended mag on it felt good. I didn't feel like it was busting my knuckles. I could be accurate with it. Now, me, this is not a gun I'm taking. This is going to be an extreme. I've held it in my hand, but I was I was quite impressed because it is it's tiny. I, it's really small. I literally, if I'm holding the gun with the proper grip, I extend my slide. I mean, it's pretty. Yeah. It was definitely something I thought. Hey, I, this would probably be much easier to conceal. Well, we've we've seen it in the market. I think it's right at five ninety nine. But I've seen advertisements from people who I buy. Sick products from, and it's less than that. Um, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to, you know, buy up the inventory that I'm going to go to buy from. But um, four ninety nine is not a bad price, is it? No, I don't think so. It's something I'll think about. Um, shorts or how far was that? Fifteen yards. Fifteen yards out. We were reading seal pretty, pretty regularly right there on the. Uh, well, I was. I had steel too. Yes, you did. Yeah, wait till we get to talk about the long-range rifle where Reed swears that the, the scope was off. And he had to shoot to the right and hold over. I, I didn't have any. Yeah, because you missed it three times. I did not miss it three times. Well, let's move on. I hit it more than you did. Oh, I hardly believe that. Have you ever seen a guy try to use a pocket pistol with, like, cataract glasses in front of him? That's how my most of my afternoons. <laughs> but, um, hey, wait, before we jump, we need to... We need to take care of some housekeeping. Uh, New Frontier Armory. Those guys, David, Wyatt, Frank, Nick, all those guys that help us out. Ivan, who enables me and um, is my lower dealer. They're just an awesome group of people uh, based out of Las Vegas. But wherever you're at, they can help you with your firearms purchase or parts purchase. Uh, They are currently sponsored. C45 side charging AR pistol giveaway. You could sign up for that at the site ar-15podcast.com. That's ar-15podcast.com. RTT Firearms doing 10, 10% off any custom rifle and 20% off of any Cerakote work. 
All you have to do is give them the secret passphrase that Reed is old and salty. I just may have made that up, but you'll make them laugh. Thank you, JD. So uh, check out rttfirearms.com, the website ar-15podcast.com. You can support the show there. Uh, Jason and Tom, thanks for being just awesome supporters uh, through Patreon. Uh, To all our other supporters from the Keep It Out of Our Mouth Club, you know, I never what? thought. <laughs> oh my god! What did you just say? I mean, keep your name. We'll keep your name out of our mouth club. You know, I may have to rename that. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let us rename that here now. Yeah. We will not utter your name so your wife can hear it. Club. Well, we'll call it Fight Club. Nobody talks about Fight Club. All right. All right. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> you know, something sounds like a really good idea until you say it out loud. No, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, not me. Anthony, that was a horrible idea. Uh, <laughs> darn it, Anthony. I think we're going to have to dock your pay. <laughs> but, um, okay, so let's give a final yay or nay on the pig. Pig. Sig 365. I'm a definite. I'm going to get one. You know, it's a place in my um, uh, my firearms uh, lineup that I don't have filled by anything, and that is something that has inspired me to want to get a uh, pistol. I would probably reevaluate the line of pistols that fall there and think about it. Um, I don't know if I'm a definite. I'm a, I'm a bigger guy, so. Well, let me let me let me rephrase that. Aside from your particular preferences to an everyday carry, is there anything you dislike about the pistol in the space it occupies? The only the only detractor for me would be that I would. And, you know, honestly, I don't think that's a negative because, frankly, I'm thinking that most people are going to get a 12-rounder anyways. But you know what? It, and we have pictures, and they're going to be at um, ar-15podcast.com. We're going to try to get as many up there as we can. Uh, they have a uh, – we were kind of discussing this. They have a, a green, red and green laser that's coming with it too, right? Yes, and they did indicate that um, for that proprietary rail, um, they will be adding a light – in April. So at whatever point in time those red and green lasers go up, um, they're going to be available for the pistol. And I think, um, you know, I don't want to necessarily jinx the deal, but I mean, they're, they're reminiscent to me of the Crimson Trace, um, products. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it looks like. Now, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe it's a Crimson Trace product. I believe it's a SIG proprietary product, but I know nothing more than that. Nobody really talked about the rails in terms of the discussions we had, but I, I don't think those in any material way uh, affect its um, ability. Um, but to go along with your... Only for my wife. <laughs> Thank you to Reed's wife for taking one for the team. Um, but moving on from that pistol, we went down the range. We shot a couple of the... You know, let, let me touch on something that I don't know that... But, you know, we've talked about, or I think maybe in passing we've discussed, the 320RX... And it is a um, it is a space in the line where Sig is offering the 320 with the Romeo um, optic mounted on the slide. The slides have the slide cuts ready for the mounting of those optics. And you know we're seeing those um, pistol optics in a lot of different places, and a lot of different pistols are now being um, offered with a milled slide so they can uh, accept them. Well, it, it, it's a line that they're going to expand, or it's a, it's an offering they're going to expand across many of their lines. So you're going to be able to find 
the 320 with an RX, uh, 226 RX. Um, you know, I think uh, the, what is it, the uh, 220, the 229, 228. But whatever the case is, they're going to expand that to other pistols. So whatever particular flavor of pistol you are a fan of, I think at some point you're going to get an RX variant that's going to have, you know, uh, the slide milled so that you can put your, you know, Romeo or your whatever optic on it and, you know, go to town. And I think that that is kind of exciting because they're committing to uh, uh, much broader uh, access on their lines to that kind of an offering. We shot the 320RX. Yes. Uh, and I think I shot a 220, 226RX. Five or the X5. Yes. So we shot several with the optics. That's a Romeo one that they had on those. Random fact: I actually have a Sig 320RX with one of those Romeos in my gun safe that has not been shot yet. Um, but getting some trigger time on them, I think that it got for me. Always used to lining up the sights and shooting, and so the the red dot got a little distracting so i think it would take some time to get used to but once once you like focused on the red dot and put it on you know the steel you could ring you could i was hitting a tight group all in the same so i think it's kind of a i think it's something i'm moving forward um so i'm kind of excited now to get that rx out i like the x5 i thought yeah the 1911 pistol shot oh yeah uh, that one was nice. Then Reed told me the sticker price for it. I'm like, I'm not buying an HK. Oh no 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 no! I go. I told you the sticker price for a P210. Oh P210. Now, now let's 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 talk about the P210. And and you know if you have any um, recollection of kind of the history of the six hour name, uh, the P210 was kind of like the legend. It was the Swiss made, you know, incredibly accurate pistol. They're highly sought after. They're very rare. Um, you know, I think you're going to pay somewhere around eight thousand dollars for a, a good two ten, um, and originally Swiss manufactured two ten. But the product offering, I don't think, was ever a part of the American Sig line, and I don't know how long ago it was. But I think the Sig two ten um, they ceased production on it at some point. Well, they brought it back not too long ago, and JD and I had a chance to shoot it. And it was incredible in terms of performance, accuracy, feel. I have never put hands on a pistol trigger that was as fine as that. Two. Is that the pistol? With yes. I'll that admit, the that, fir- that first trigger pull on it, it got me. Because you're used to what you're used to. I got it, and it kind of surprised me. Because I barely, I barely touched it. And I was thinking that there would be a little creep a little give nope not at all you touch that thing boom it goes off it's like when your wife asks you to do something you say no or not now or i'm busy and your wife goes off real quick and that quick trigger figure um but yeah i was impressed the the price tag it's not gonna be for me well i mean i i i think that in terms of comparing that pistol to the rest of the line there is certainly the work in the pistol. There is certainly the engineering, certainly the quality. And, you know, everybody's, you know, price sensitivity is different. I'm, I'm willing to go to market for one of those kinds of pistols. Well, let's, I just want to add a little disclaimer here. Reed's willing to go to market for everything we shot. No, not everything. 
I've already got some of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think that's that's about the pistol line that we did. Um, then we jumped over to the rifle line, and there wasn't there wasn't we didn't spend a lot of time over there. We actually spent more time with the pistol. My death does come. You guys just tell our families we love them. <laughs> if this is the last one, um, and we thank you guys for listening. Almost five years. Uh, we moved over. No, no, no. The M400. No, no. They're not really concerned about what you shot. I shot the M400. <laughs> all right, no, no, go ahead. You can you can tell them all about that. So I think the the MPX is cool for what it is. And you shot the six inch instead of the eight inch. It's cool, but guess what? You know that was designed to hurt. <laughs> Your MP5 isn't coming any faster than mine. Oh, the government shut down. There's yeah, the ATF is. I think the ATF's crucial for government function. So does Reed. But apparently the government doesn't. So. so those those agents are not continuing to work those applications. Oh well. Um. So the but the MPX is pretty cool. In fact, before settling on the TP. Uh oh, it's like double that. It's like yeah. Well, I have the SPR. At that price, I think you're doing pretty well because you. Yeah. Yeah. It's shot like a dream. You know what? I will say this. As far as the MPX MPX goes. I mean, when you buy the MPX, you're getting state-of-the-art as opposed to a TPM Outfitters uh, MP5SD where you buy it and four months later they come out with a better one. Well, you know, it's kind of like your co-host. <laughs> you know, sometimes you keep around the old faithful things, the old salty things because, you know, you realize if you didn't keep them around, where would they go? They'd probably be playing dominoes <laughs> at the local rec center. But anyway, how did you like the MPX? You know, I, I liked it a lot. You know, I like the way that it feels. Uh, yeah, I certainly would have appreciated being able to shoot one that had the collapsible stock that the SBR comes with. And, you know, I understand. They have to figure out what they're going to take and they make their own calls. That's fine. You know, I don't know uh, what, differentially what the difference in the lengths of barrels would be other than perhaps to change the amount of gas that's coming back. And it's like pretty much any suppressed firearm with the... Um, uh, AR-15 style um, makeup, uh, you seem to just always get a little bit of gas blowback in your face, and it's just kind of the what you have to deal with. Um, but I liked it. I liked it. It was accurate. It felt good. It shot well. Um, I liked the balance. Uh, you know, th- there wasn't a whole lot to detract from it. You know, certainly, I don't think that it's 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 not um, refined in terms of some bleeding edge. Um, race gun with precision this and precision that but i think that in terms of its out of the box qualifications it's an outstanding sbr equivalent in that case it was a it was a pistol variant but i mean i think it's an excellent firearm for that i guess it's subgun i mean of course you know it's hard to say subgun when what we have access to are not submachine guns but i think that's the space it feels fills and i think that if you were in a position to buy from SIG, the fully automatic version, it would be a subgun. It's categorized as such, I think. But I liked it. I know, I know you're hearing a lot of we like it, but that's, it's kind of the truth, the overview of range day. Everybody we met was, was super cool. Um, you know, sometimes we experience some. Yeah, nobody in the industry panders to us as a media outlet. But these guys treated us with nice. a lot of respect, very nicely. And we we talked to, you know, uh, Jordan Hunter's no longer with the company. 
everybody was great. I mean, it was really from the top down. Just a class-run organization. Now, I have impressed not only by the firearms, but by the people themselves. And when you... Yeah. I didn't shoot it. Yeah. You know, um, SIG, of course, has, you know, really kind of leapt feet first into the whole, you know, horizontal integration. And now they're making ammunition. And so they're making a 77-grain round. And uh, through that into their uh, M400 that is designed as a package. It comes with a nice Cerakote job. Recall, or I wouldn't be able to identify the camouflage pattern that it's coated in. Uh, but it comes with a whiskey optic. And, you know, I was consistent at 200 yards. And, you know, it hit everything I shot on it was great it was an excellent rifle you know i'm i'm always struck by the balance that we try to um convey when we talk about how you can go and acquire your own components and build a quality rifle that'll sit in you know pink steel at 200 yards all day long versus buying sig's product which will pink steel it all you know all day long you know I, I don't know that I can answer the question that one is better than the other. I do know that if I ever have a problem with a rifle I built, I'm the guy that I have to yell at versus having a problem with an M400. I can call someone up and they'll take care of it. You know, I mean, trade-offs. It's their, it's their base. Good rifle. I mean, it get- and I mean, for that particular rifle, no, you're not going to get Although, 6.5 Creed. I don't know. I'm sure we're going to see other product offerings in the 6.5 Creed more chamberings late to the game. I I couldn't tell you that, but you know we but, talked to Sig and they certainly did um, a product offering that may own a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, whatever number it is, and decide there's no interest in it and then stop. But I think I thought that was a pretty, I thought that was a pretty cool, cool addition too out there. Well, to be honest, we decided not. Um, after that was the Rattler, wasn't it? Tell I went and put some hands on and shot the rattler i didn't hear you talk uh to patrick uh about it but fill me in on what it is yeah we we talked to the sig guys and the the story is and the engineer was challenged to do so and blank and so uh he identified it as being a uh rifle that was uh who had his genesis in 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 Two vectors. The first being, uh, there was a, a call from the Air Force to see if they could come up with something to, you know, equip the jets with so that, uh, if there was an ejection, um, they'd have a firearm with them. Then, kind of the other idea is the idea of having something as a dump gun. And it was expressed to me that that's essentially having something with a very tiny profile, um, easy concealability, and a high, um, uh, capacity, a rate of fire that, you know, could allow you to just basically dump a lot of range and get out of something. You know, I'm not really sure we didn't have a chance to elaborate on that idea of a, of a dump gun. Uh, and so I, I didn't get a chance to explore what that really meant or have it unpacked. But, you know, certainly in terms of its size, it is very compact. They're offering it in 300 blackout and they're going to be offering it, uh, in five. Five six either very shortly after or contemporaneously with the release of the 300 blackout. So for something that can really be pushed down to that kind of compact size, I thought it was pretty remarkable. It was fun to shoot. Uh, I did get hands on it. It was like 16 inches fully com- collapsed. Um, it is. It's very small. It's not for me. Um, it's because you are half mountain. Yes, true. 
but it's just not it's if you're a bigger guy it may not feel comfortable to shoot i felt i felt like i was getting all up in the rifles business when i was shooting it uh because it's it's tiny it's it's really small uh and it's concealable maybe another couple inches on the back end would uh make it more enjoyable to Sometimes, Boy, you sometimes I don't just think need about... to like project some thought into your future word choices. <laughs> no doubt, but I mean, very cool idea. A little uh, more with... length on the back end might make it more enjoyable. <laughs> okay, uh, it's been a long day. Somebody woke me up early, um, so I think that's that's about it. Um, you know, we did get a chance to run to the end of the range and kind of take a look at. We did. Those I, were quite cool. I was. I was intrigued with their, their design philosophies and touch base with the legend impressions for uh, a future show where we think Hollister to join us and uh, elaborate further on uh, his experiences uh, in the industry and with suppressors and uh, at SIG. So I don't think I'm going to go into much more detail, but I'm really kind of liking the, the way they set those up. Suppressors were quite impressive um, with what they do. I saw Mr. Sweeney there, there. Got a chance to uh, introduce myself. I did not insult him by uh, telling him how, all right, hold on a second. This is the perils of being on a podcast. We have... Uh, Anthony, I'm sorry I rejected your call. <laughs> yeah, so Anthony was calling to interrupt our podcast, knowing full well we were going to be recording on the way uh, back to Las Vegas. So we're going to have to, uh, once again, dock his pay. I tell you what, he is going to be very... <laughs> it is. But I think with that, um, those are our thoughts on uh, range day with Sig, uh, depending on how it is. That's the second time I've had to hang up on Anthony. So, you know, he's definitely going to be fired for that. Yeah. So uh, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna let you go. And uh, see, I'm even thinking about calling him on the phone. But uh, we hope you enjoy this episode of Loose Rounds, the Sig Sour Range Day Edition. And uh, thank you for keeping us company as we drive across Las Vegas. It was about a 45-minute to an hour drive, so uh, thanks for keeping us company. All right. Everybody have a good, uh, good evening. I guess we'll be back very, very soon. This has been a production of the Firearms Radio Network. You can find more information at firearmsradio.tv.